And we are live. There, Malone is eating an avocado like I, mm-hmm. I, this word has been killed. But he's eating an avocado like a savage right now. If you don't swallow the pit, you're a pussy. Well, that's an interesting thing, right? Like, I often wonder. I mean, obviously, you can't eat an avocado pit. You can. So you can grind grind it to a fine powder. Yeah, and, and include it in like shakes and things like that. I think. What are the benefits of the avocado? The core? pit. Yeah, the because I looked it up too. Because I was like, I, I'll have to look this up. There's a ton, but it's a really tedious fucking process to harvest. I, the I, pit. I believe in eating the entire, like you eat the salmon skin. Oh yeah, you eat the uh, you eat Extra the apple crispy. core. Eat the apple core. No, I only eat apples. Oh yeah, that's right. Thermalone's got an apple About allergy. Apples. Do you really? Yeah, I'm allergic to apples because of the sugar content in it. Gets my throat to close up. It's not great. <laughs> but you're so sweet. <laughs> I don't think it's the sugar. But yeah, he's always had like a weird thing. I, I, in a past life, I would visit him at his desk, and I would be eating an apple, <laughs> yeah, and I, I could see how uncomfortable he would get as I was just kind of, I'd walk up to him like Lumberg. <laughs> yeah, except I'd be eating an apple. <laughs> you said, "Hey, dirt, how are things?" So I'm like, <laughs> "Get that PTS fucking reports. apple out of here, dude! I hate apples." I have Get no internet, so out of here. I have no internet, so wow. that means I'm basically brain dead. <laughs> You've been rendered useless. Oh, by I your couldn't tell you what city the Yankees are from. Wow, nothing. Wow, I wonder what happens. Upstate if, New Jersey, right? I wonder what happens if you eat the. Uh, Come closer to the microphone, Dirt Malone. I wonder what happens if you eat the skin. <laughs> Tastes like shit. Ah, it's Tastes like everyone who avocado. tastes like everyone who's grabbed this avocado. You know zest. what this green avocado reminds me of? Grovember. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Grovember green. Deep it's into Grovember right now. That's a gorgeous shirt, by the way. Are you growing? Just Dude. To talk about commerce. It's a gorgeous shirt. The, gr- the long sleeves are fucking sick. Just like the black and white logo. Amazing. It looks amazing on the on the green, right? Holy shit! It's a beautiful Pops. shirt. It's a beautiful shirt. I've seen. Uh, various members of the G Code family um, featured yes. on the G Code Instagram rocking the shirt. Each one. Yurko mm-hmm. looking bulbous. Yes. The... Each one looking fetching, yep. if you will. Aunt Seraphin and Haley and Yurko. Everybody looking pretty good in the Grovember Green. I worry about Aunt Seraphin because after watching the Ronnie Coleman uh, documentary, how he like. They're showing him going through, you know, the rigorous training, becoming an Olympian. And now he, like, can't walk. And he's all because, you know, he lifted so fucking heavy. And his one regret mark was what? What, that he didn't squat? Or no, no. He, he had he more was, reps in him. He, he had, like, one more yeah, rep of some heavy weight. Yeah. And he's like, that one fucking time. And he was a coward. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, Seraphin, come on, did bro. You wa- did anybody, Delphi, has stop. anybody watched the Ronnie Netflix documentary? I yeah. have not. I, you know what's funny? That, that uh, I've never seen, like, Generation Iron. No. Or any of that. Um, but... For for whatever reason, it was almost like a, a confluence of events, and I I actually watched I actually watched two programs. Whoa! Whoa. Watched two programs. Wow! I watched the Ronnie documentary on the Netflix. The programs, okay. Yeah, yeah. watched the uh, Ronnie docu- docu- watched the Ronnie documentary on Netflix called The King. Yep. And I also watched Hip Hop Evolution, a few episodes of that. Have you seen that? No. One of the best things I've ever seen. Where is this on Netflix? Whoa. Also on Netflix. Okay. A series about the history of hip hop. In episodic form. Wow. That basically goes from the earliest roots in the South South Bronx yeah. to um, 
well, I haven't gotten to modern day, but right, well yeah. through the golden era of hip hop. Who is uh, the meeting. steward of the process? Do you know who like produces uh, it, or who's like? Remember off the is there top. like a? I don't remember. A voiceover guy, even LL there or is, somebody. There's or? a guy. There's a guy in it who's the host. And I feel a little bit of shame right now because I feel like I should know who he is. I mean, I don't even mm-hmm. know the show. So yes, he's, don't be the, he's the host, and yes, the steward, and I believe he's. He might be the director of the the thing, okay. but he's basically just traveling from place to place and interviewing people in that process. Um, and they do it region. It, it basically is moving um, chronologically, but also regionally. Mm. So there's like an entire Texas episode, yeah, and uh, Oakland episode. That's awesome. Yeah, and stuff like That's that. That's cool. So, yeah, it's fucking. There's a lot of good shit. Holy there. shit! I gotta check that out. It is amazing. And without, I mean, without saying too much, there's a, there's a, um, Nas Wu-Tang Biggie episode. Wow. 92. Well, that alone. 93. That alone. Yeah. If you just watch that. It's a series? The whole thing? Yeah. And it's incredible. It is incredible. Um, but yes, so anyway, the Ronnie documentary on Netflix, um, I know what you're saying, right? It's, it's. So, you know, <clears throat> Ronnie um, pushed himself and lifted heavier um, for longer than a lot of guys. Didn't become Mr. Olympia until his yeah. Day. yeah, buddy! Didn't become uh, Mr. Olympia until his late 30s. Uh, was reigning Mr. Olympia at like 300 pounds in his early 40s. Um, like, had at least as far as anyone knows, had gotten his pro card drug-free doing the Team Universe in, you know... He's just a genetic freak. And right. then was, like, a, you know, back-of-the-pack guy in the Olympia for several years. And they talk about that and, like, you know, his interactions with Kevin Lavrone and Flex Wheeler and stuff and how, like, you know, he's coming in 14th place and those guys are winning. And they're like, yeah. man, why are you doing this? And he's like, because I love bodybuilding. Like, right. That was his reason. Right. And then, you know, over the years, uh, you know, he just evolves into the you know the greatest bodybuilder of all time but now you see him coming out the other end of the thing and how damaged he is physically from mm. it how damaged he is physically from it you know yeah his like uh his discs in his back are all fucked up he's got to walk with sticks walking Two, sticks both hip re- both both hips replaced wow yeah both hips replaced um several surgeries on his spine uh so know. just to even walk he can't even walk straight no, he's he's well. As of I don't know what he how he's doing right now. Right. But as of that documentary and whenever that was shot, say it's got to be a year ago. You just understand the turnaround of this stuff. Um, he was, uh, in cr- on crutches to get around. And how old's Ronnie now? Would you say? What early early fifties? Wow. Yeah, I'd yeah. say early fifties. That's tough, man. That's it, like one of those things because like. Lion or a lamb, right? Thirty I mean, years a lion or seventy a lamb. I right? understand. No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm not saying where I stand on that. I'm just saying yeah. that the, these are the decisions people often are making, right? I think that that's like a false choice in many ways. Because it's like, it is. you could be the fucking king shit of the world and live to be 95 without right, of course. being 50 and can't walk. Now look. But the argument is that maybe yeah, Ronnie I, couldn't be Ronnie. No, I understand. No, Without look, these extremes. Of course not. No, I mean, I don't know. If there was a way to avoid it, of course. people would. I don't know. It seems like it's part of... You know, what you sign up for. It's like, you want to be a great football player, you're going to have to get hit in the head. Like, how do you not do it? Well, I mean, and I feel like this was stuff that we talked about on the cast before, right? But the um, situation where they're interviewing Olympic athletes. We definitely had this conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they're interviewing Olympic athletes, and it's like, 
All right, well, here, you take this pill, and you win the gold medal. But it takes 20 years off your life. Right. And, like, to a man, every one of them's like, okay. Yeah. You know? And it's that it's that extreme it's that extreme um, mentality. I think that uh, you know I think it's that extreme men- mentality that in a lot of cases is consistent among really high achievers, especially oh, yeah. especially yeah. in the physical discipline. Well, let me ask you. All right, so Dirt Malone, what what price can I put on a year? Right, like so. Let's say I was gonna give you, like, how much money right now for twenty years carved off your life? Oh my God! So let's say I would, I tell you, you would live to be seventy or ninety, okay? But in return, what would I have to pay you to make it seventy? Depends what I, what I'm doing. Depends what I get. Well, and I and I think you know, there's a hundred things. I mean, like there's some people might be like, "Fuck money! I don't care about money." Like you know, give me right. something else. And there's a hundred unknowns in those situations too, because really, it's about quality of life. Of course, that's yeah, where it that's, gets. That's the big. Part. That's where there's it gets guy, down. To, that's what. That's the are, thing I worry. Like when, I, when you're telling me this right. about Ronnie, I'm thinking like, shit, like you know. I always admired my grandfather's life in a way, and like he yeah. did a lot of crazy things. He was a professional boxer, a veteran in World War II. Like he was all over the place, but like for the most part, he took care of himself sure. and he lived a good long yes, life, yes. and like did a lot of stuff for his family, and like adored, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And that's a hell of a life lived, right? And he, you know, from when I was little, he'd always be like, "Man." See this? And he'd like show a crooked finger or something yeah. like it was a Tuesday. Like he remember he's like, You think it's like just a temporary thing, like every injury, all that stuff, like it sticks with you sure. for life. Of course. And these are the things that like as you get later in life are like they impede you and of you course. want to be able to live a long full life. Like so that those last thirty years aren't, you know, bedridden, right. for example. Uh, of course. But how do you balance that with taking risks and ambition and you right. know of course. Being fearless. Yeah. When, you know? I, when I was sitting here and saying, like, you know, 30 years, you know, 30, 70 or whatever, 30 years a lion, 70 a lamb or right. 80 a lamb or whatever. Like, I'm not sitting here saying, like, that I know which side of that I stand on. You know, you know I what mean, I'm saying? Like, I think yeah. depending on the day, everybody I'm already, goes I'm back already, and forth. I've, I'm already north of the um, lion cutoff. <laughs> right? So it's like, no. <clears throat> but seriously, right? right? So it's like you sit there and you look at your life and you're like, well, you know, um, what are you what what is most important to you yeah. you know and it's it's a sh- and and then how are the things that are most important to you affected by those riskier decisions right i mean shit that's it's yeah. about it's at the end of the day i think it's about like your family and your future who's like your family your kids right. whatever that may be and how you can put them in the best position for right. when you're gone you know right but so like <gasps> all right so you're ronnie and now you're walking. You can't really walk. Right. You can't really play with your kids. You can't do all that. So it's like, it's like a double-edged sword it's type thing. It's fucked up. Sword. Because the the argument is that maybe Ronnie's never Ronnie, right? If Ronnie didn't do no, I mean things. Yeah. I'm sure that if he hesitated, he would not be Ronnie. Well, an interesting thing you know? that you see, right, is that like Cutler is in that documentary, and Cutler chased him for a long time, and Cutler was obviously huge, and Cutler, you know. I don't think it's shocking. Was probably gassed out of his mind. I'd say at a by nineteen years old, probably yeah. right. Like he yeah. was a very good young bodybuilder. Right. Um, there was two. But it- he looks great now. Like he still looks great. Oh, He's yeah. moving good. He's still in great shape, and he looks incredibly right. healthy. And I think, like I, I've often said, like one of the genetic components that people lose sight of with regards to this stuff 
I mean, probably sports in general, is uh, how your body holds up under the strain of all of that stuff. Yeah. And durability. I, I, and I don't think and Cutler trained hard as fuck, but I don't think Cutler ever did the things that Ronnie did. And no. I think it was it was it was all uh, calculated. There was two yeah. interesting things that I took away from that documentary related to Cutler. Yeah. Was when they were talking about like the gym training environments. Yeah. yeah. Cutler was like. Yeah, Ronnie used yeah, Ronnie used to work out in a, what I would call a shithole yeah, because yeah, yeah. he's like, you know, Mr. Hollywood <laughs> yeah, that would sure, work in these sure. prestigious uh, awesome yeah, gyms. Gold's Venice and all yeah. those places, yeah. And then another thing was that there was a year, I'm not sure if it was um Cutler or not, but yeah. they were saying that he was like in his best shape ever, yeah. but Ronnie was just so much bigger than him. Right. And then that was like kind of like the turning event that kind of was just like you need to be big yeah, and yeah. everything needs to be big and then right. you win and that was kind of like Right, that was the event that turned bodybuilding into like the distended guts, the bigger is better type of thing. Right. Where sure. like it doesn't matter right. if you're not in shape as long as you're fucking massive and huge. Right, that's yeah. what that's what I took away from that. I mean, yeah, for sure. And I mean, you know, like a lot of that stuff is a consequence of extremes. Yeah, right. You know, but yeah. So you see Ronnie, and he's like this very humble guy, and you don't see any like feeling bad for himself. Yeah, no. You know, yeah. so it's a, it's. I an, mean, I hope not. It's a really but... co- cool and. It's a really it's a well done do- documentary and yeah. and you know um, it's sad because you you sit there and you think like I wonder if he has regrets yeah you know? regrets, a, regrets a tough thing that was know? his regret right yeah he didn't do the, another rep. he's like I wish I fucking did one it's more rep of like eight hundred whatever I, that was an Instagram post right and it's I like, what? and I think it, I saw people post it or whatever and you know they talk about what some of those more extreme lifts kind of long term health impact that sort of stuff has um where uh you wonder where you know you wonder what kind of impact an 800 pound squat has on somebody's joints and hips and knees and all that right and back 800 pounds pressing down on your spine and he, he had posted that his one regret was that he had more reps in him yeah right? which is a you know as he's going in for surgery and hip replacement his regret is not having pushed himself right. harder and that's a pretty remarkable state of mind. I'm not saying it's healthy. Yeah, I'm no, not I mean, saying it's reasonable. But it's there's probably guys who are in the same shape as him now, who didn't win. Right, oh, very much so. And so usually the case. <laughs> you know what I more, mean? So, more often than not. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. He he might have less regrets than some others. Do magic getting pulled over by him though? Yeah, like yeah, you yeah, can yeah. pull over on the road and you see this fucking big guy come over, you're like. You know, I pulled you over. I'm yeah, like, it's uh, like this. Oh, is he a cop? Giant, he, was, he, he was a police officer for the first oh, three uh, years that he was Mr. Olympia. Oh, wow, I didn't know. In that. Arlington, Texas. No and, shit. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, and he's got like this southern draw. He's from Louisiana. So he's yeah. kind of got this like southern, like, uh, yeah, it's like a southern draw. And, yeah. And, uh, and he's this massive dude. And What's considered like the the prime years? For bot for for bodybuilding. When was it at its best? Or no, for no. I mean, for life? like a, during a lifespan, like what's your? I would probably think your thirties. Yeah, I probably think your thirties because it takes a long time to sort of build a base of muscle. Right. So you think from your teens through. Because the proper way to do it is max out your body, then start taking gear, then fucking you know diet for guys on shows. that level. Yeah. Uh, for the guys on that level, yeah, sure. You would think the best case scenario is that a guy. Maxes out his natural potential, yeah. and is really a really big, strong guy before he ever thinks of drugs. But that's rarely the case. Right? Rarely the case, unfortunately, for it, people that serious about the sport. 
It's so funny because I hear a lot of people say still to this day, like they don't understand it. Maybe we're just in the subculture like right. yeah, so yeah, deeply. Sure. They're like, he has to be doing steroids to be like that. I'm like, yeah, no shit. Yeah. You got to be on a national level. You got to be taking a bunch of shit. But well, yeah, I well, mean, I, I just presume more times than not, like if you're an elite athlete in your sport, no matter what sport it is, that you're taking some type of, quote, performance enhancing drugs. That's right. Because... It's kind of like the best. It would be weird to me if for someone not to be right. No, no, I get it. Like logically, like right. you're you you have a chef right. making you the best food. Right. You're in a cryogenic chamber sleeping right. at night. Sure, sure. You're you know what I mean. Like you're doing all these fucking things. Of course, you're gonna put the best drugs and supplements right. and chemicals or whatever right, the fuck right, it sure. is if it if you got to go to germany and get some blood spinning done right, right. Yeah. like you go and fucking do it right. or you you know what i mean like that's for the most part part of what the job is so my question for you mark bernardi is <clears throat> are you under the impression that most professional athletes are using some sort of performance enhancing drug i mean we have to get really technical here illegal Illegal. Well, in I, their mean, sport? I mean, sports drugs that they aren't supposed to be using in their sport. I'm not talking about, uh, you know, because obviously to break it down far enough, like caffeine is a drug. Oh, yeah. N- Nicotine is a drug. Who's the toehead? <laughs> <laughs> the Twin Peaks reference for all zero of you out there who know what that's from. But you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no, well, here's entirely I'd say. legal things. Here's what I'd say. Drugs. I believe, like, the vast, vast, vast majority of NFL is. Okay. The. At least majority of Major League Baseball is. Still. Oh, yeah. And um, how are they passing the, the test? Same way. Like, I, I said to somebody a couple weeks ago, like, we know guys who've, like, done things oh, to keep yeah. casino jobs right, right. to pass tests. Right, right. So I, there's no way that I don't think, like, you know, the next Rafael Palmero or somebody, like, Collusion. isn't injecting someone <laughs> else's urine into their own bladder if they must. Sure, or sure, fucking. Sure. Okay, or, enough. like, I'll give you an example. Like, in the NFL, right? What they do is they come test you in the off-season, and they establish a baseline testosterone. And then they can randomly test you during the season to see if you have elevated testosterone, right? So all you have to do is juice all year round. And the baseline, when you're tested in the off-season, is so much higher that... There's no there's no there's no way for it to jump when they could so right, but, there's a lot of things like that. Right, yeah, sure, sure. No, I understand what you're saying. But I, that's just like one thing I read about like right. two years ago. Yeah, right? yeah. What I mean, so like that's a common thing. It's a, but for every you know how it is like yeah. come out with a banned substance. Oh yeah. What do they come up with the next? They alter a, they alter alter a single it, molecule, and or they come up with a masking agent, sure. or they bribe a guy, or they. Yep. They know when the test is coming, or there's all kinds of ways. Right. Um, so, but I just think, like, in the NFL, with painkillers, with um, just the brutality of the sport, like, I don't think you, I, I just don't know how you could function without a superhuman ability to recover. You play a game on a Sunday, and you have a Thursday night game, and you're a running back. Yeah. I'm sorry. That. Like, yeah, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, there's a reason boxers take months in between fights. In the NFL, your next fight could be four days later, and you're going to fly. You know what I mean? Like, it's not Which is one of the reasons that marijuana was so prevalent in the NFL. Yeah. Um, And you wonder... I know Adderall's big in the NFL, too. the status of that right now, right? Like, whether guys are... um, I'm sure they're CBDing it, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, they can... Look, you can get whatever you want. The trainers on those teams... Know the deal, getting the guy game ready, patching him together, 
Um, to me, like that's just that's the culture of the sport. Almost on a high school level, I feel like high school uh, players are sure. taking a lot of steroids in sure. baseball and football, oh, I mean, and it's been that way for when we were, you know. I remember being a freshman, Uh-oh. yeah, and there were freshmen in my high school on D ball and taking Twin Lab ripped fuel. What? Right. Which had ephedrine in it at the time. Right. When we were freshmen. So you're what, 14? Yeah. That's disgusting. So now imagine like you've made it to the right, of course. The pinnacle of the sport. Or you're like a minor league baseball player. Oh, for sure. <laughs> right? like, I just find it, uh, like, and, and here's the other thing. Like when you see, I, I saw on a, I'm, I probably talked about this once before, but like 60 Minutes or some news organization did a thing on track stores in the Pac-10. And there's like this white girl track runner for like USA or something. And she came in last every single race. Right. And then she was on Conti's like clear. Right. And she was shat. She was, she's there interviewing her. And she's like, so it got a little embarrassing. So I started to have to slow down because it was too obvious because I was winning by too much. I was taking too much. So she went straw. from last like 12th yeah. to. Like shattering records and like dominating right. everyone and having right, right. to slow down. Right. She said, "I was winning. I mean, winning too much." Well, you guys, you guys are saying right. Speaking so, like, of, let's say you're show. the but like the, this is like the bonds thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, let's say you're the girl that was winning all those races yeah, of course. when that girl was coming in last. Yeah, of course. And now it's like your sophomore season, and sophomore year, and she's now blowing past you and easing oh, up course. as she gets the fish right. on. You're sitting there thinking, "I fucking was number one in the yeah, country. Yeah, yeah. I bust my ass." And this girl even, just took a pill. I got to even the playing field. I used to kill her. And, yeah. and that's what happened with Bonds, where Bonds is like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. I'm Barry Bonds. I'm better than all these guys. And they're, I'm hitting they're 330 the with 35 <laughs> home runs, yeah, yeah. but they're hitting 56 home runs. Yep. And people forgot who I am. Yeah, yeah. Watch what happens when right. Barry Bonds when levels the playing field. Yeah, of course. And he, all of a sudden, he hit 73 home yeah. runs. And that's what it creates. And I feel like it's got to be like that on a minor league level. It's it's do or die. The difference in life, like imagine you're a fringe AAA player. The difference in your life oh, between eating McDonald's on a bus and getting to the major leagues, and you're in like the waiting pool at Yankee Stadium yeah, before yeah. you're Oof. at bat. Yeah, of course, I know. <laughs> you know, like the massage is like, here's your lobster roll that you get before every whatever yeah, the fuck you yeah, need. Of course, they're rolling it out. They have yeah. an Olympic pool underneath Yankee Stadium. They have monitors and batting cages that show you your swing, every bat you've had the whole year, every pitch the other pitcher's thrown, every every pitch he's thrown when there's a guy on first. Right. It's like before you're back. Yeah, like, yeah. Or you're in the minor leagues, yeah. and like your bus just broke down in yeah. Kansas. Yeah. Oof. You know, like the difference between sure. those two worlds and somebody's telling you like, oh, you know, Billy, who they called up last week? You don't know? Oh yeah, man. He's been juicing yeah, <laughs> all season. Yeah. Like it just to me. Maybe I'm like jaded about human nature, mm-hmm. but I just think it's it creates this um, rat race. So you think that? So what's implied in what you're saying, though, also is that the you question the sincerity of these leagues to crack down. I don't know if. Because I it think, seemed like the the public statement was that everybody was cracking down on on drugs and sports. I think it's a really tall task. I don't think it's about insincerity. I think they might be um, overstating how realistic it is. Okay. To fully crack down, and they're doing their best, but 
when it's like your best player on the you know Carolina Panthers and he's hurting on practice on Friday right. and you're the trainer of the team, your job is to get him onto the field. And that's what he's thinking. That's the whole mentality of a football team is to play through these nagging sure, injuries that are things that would lay up most people right. for months. Of course, of course. You know? Yep. Um, and then you look to then I look at something like minor league baseball where you see like I forget the minor league pitcher or I'm sorry the relief pitcher for the Mets, who probably weighed like yeah, a yeah, buck yeah. forty oh, soaking wet. Dude, he was so good. Mejia was that Henry? Mejia? Well, there was Mejia, but there was another guy who like a couple of years before that. You remember Henry? How good Henry Mejia was? He was the yeah. one who was throwing gas, right? Yeah. And then he got pinched. He got busted for juice like multiple times. Right. right? Yeah. Right. And like so, like there's guys like that throughout baseball. Yeah, yeah. And now we got we had Cologne. Well, like, that's another guy. Longevity, right? <laughs> well, that that's the thing, because longevity? there's another thing, right? Like Roger Clemens, right? He There's literally, like, they, a statistical point in his career. Right, yeah, yeah, of course. One year in Toronto where they say he went, the before and after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, literally before and after an All-Star break or something, where he was, like, a 5.2 ERA pitcher for two years, and then he had, like, a 1.3 ERA for right, the next yeah, two yeah, years. Yeah, of course, I remember. I remember well. And when you're talking about age and, reco- like, everything is recovery. Yep. I think so. I think there's different drugs for different points in your career, but the, the ability to be able to recover, play back-to-back games, train hard and practice, like you look at like routines, like guys like the Kobe do, all these yeah. guys. I just think that like when you're dealing with elite athletes and elite trainers and all of these stakes yeah. and pressure, it would take. I mean, like, what's the counter argument against doing it? Hmm. Yeah. I'm not saying there isn't one, but yeah. like. You make the list of pros and cons like him the like average getting bust, values getting bust, guy. Getting busted. Getting busted, right. Ru- ru- ruining your legacy, being suspended. It's like money, popularity, and legacy. Right, but like A-Rod got busted. Right. And you know what I mean? Like That hurt him, though. It did hurt him. I mean, but it hurt him still... in terms of public perception, right. in terms of how his statistics are regarded. I mean, because oh, yeah. like, let's, like, you know, like young A-Rod was uh, on a trajectory to be like, on Mount Rushmore, absolutely. You know, and, and now he, he's kind of like this. Well, because you're because you have commentator. to commentator. <laughs> because you know you have to now look at a like really good one though. What would Ted yeah. Williams have done, taking whatever A Rod took, right? Oh, yeah, like here's a guy who like yeah, yeah, you know like struck out like eight times in a season. Yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. So um, that's the thing, right? Like soul. you start having to make these arbitrary judgments. That's why I think like in baseball, people get most upset about it. Because baseball is a sport written where written in history, written in history, and numbers so and comparing errors, and right. it's like, well, now I got to make a judgment call and a pro- like I got to give what a twenty percent boost to Mickey Mantle's stats, right? Who knows, right? And I don't even know what Mickey Mantle was taking, right? Of course, that's another thing. Like right. the Steelers of the 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 Steel Curtain, right. they supposedly they were like like you know started they st- started the juice in the NFL, right? Is what they say, yeah. So, you well, know. That's the 70s. Um, I feel like we've like talked about we this have, topic before. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Dirt Malone, what's up? Just press the, press the pause button for a second. Uh-oh, he's got to tell us something crazy. And what Dirt Malone wanted to tell you is that right now on gcodenutrition.com, we have some Grovember recipes up. They're also on our Instagram feed. C- courtesy of our athletes, G-Code Nation and G-Code fam. We've uh, put some things together, some recipes, some nutrient-dense recipes to help you get your weight up in Grovember when you're 
training hard when the seasons are changing, when the weather's getting a little cold, the sky is getting a little darker, a little earlier. You know the deal, especially on the Beast Coast. And in that spirit, in the same vein as Grovember and Beast Coast Life, we have a very exciting drop coming for you next week, November 21st. That's a Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. I definitely recommend heading to our website, gcodenutrition.com. We've got an item dropping in conjunction with all sorts of other deals that I'm pretty sure is going to sell out, be one of our most popular items to date. It's the type of thing that has, you could say, a cult following. And the only hint I can give you is, tis the season. That's right, I can't even tell you what it is. But it tis the season for it. So get there early. I recommend you buy two, because you're going to come back and there will be none. And now, back to the cast. You know what else is crazy? What's that? What What's Greg, crazy? What Greg said just now. That's disc- There's a burrito in my uh, digestive tract right now, completely intact. <laughs> <laughs> There's not, actually. I'm I, sorry. I kind of wish there was. <laughs> kind of wish there was. But yes, okay. So we got sidetracked, but it yeah. tis, tis Grovember. Um, what uh, Dermalone was pointing out was Ant Seraphin's propensity for lifting really heavy Ronnie Coleman esque weights with uh, signature Him Seraphin and intensity. Him so and I, yeah, I worry about them in the future as far as like, I mean, because Seraphin's already had that fucking whatever it was happen with his leg or his quad right, right, where he's right. like depart, compartmentalization disease oh, I thing. Whereas like not there's too much blood going into like the certain parts of his quad or something and it was wow, like totally bursting out of that. his skin. Anyway, I worry Crazy. about you guys. That's all. I mean, there was a video of him squatting six plates aside for three reps the other day. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Pretty fucking wild. I've known him for a long time, and he's kind of always trained like that. And, like, the thing is, like, you know, I feel like we've all had, like, our crazy days in terms of really pushing and really lifting heavy and all that. But I think at a certain point, you have to transition more with longevity in mind, and you can't train at that crazy a level for that long but he'll admit like he's not exactly sure how to turn it off yeah, yeah. you know what's you know, crazy just is just being in that gear all the time recording him at um what is it greg longs no the one i did not how come i can't think of it right now world's gym yeah, yeah, yeah. r.i.p world's gym yeah man Re- filming world's him in world's gym and i think it was his brother or someone that was just there Taking plates off, putting plates on, and it was just like a work. Like you see them like wiping their forehead, like holy shit, like just a workout for that. Yeah, yeah, just helping. And the whole time he's in there, like it might have been, it might have been Chris, his coach, who just recently passed away. Yeah, you know that. I think that might have been who it was because Chris actually like would put him through a workout, but not necessarily like sometimes they would train together, but sometimes Mm -hmm. you just put him through a workout and he would load the weights on and off and yeah, 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 yeah. Rest, rest his soul, man. Yeah, man. He, he. uh, I think he'd been through it and had seen a lot of shit in his day, but in yeah. terms of my interactions with him, he was always a super good, nice guy. It's a sad thing. And Man. another thing that's sad too, is too like many, just... Too many, gone. Too many gone way too soon. Yeah. It's like too common a thing. It's sad because like, you know, now down the street from me, World's Gym is yeah. gone. Yeah. But in light of that, Wolf Fitness. Ah, 
Well, yeah, yeah every so right. yeah, every so go. often, right? Like every so often, a rebirth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the gym that I grew up training at, that Sco's incredibly familiar with, that Dirt Malone has grown familiar with. Yes, um, place that I my mom got me a membership to the Brigantine Fitness Center the summer before my sophomore year of high school, I believe. Um, no, summer before my junior year of high school. She got me a, a for my birthday. She got me a six week membership. And that turned into the rest of my life. There you go. Um, and I worked there for shit at least ten years, at least one shift a week for for ten years, and um, just such a such an important place for me. And not like the most hardcore gym, but like a mom and pop place that encouraged hard training. We'd like build a culture there in the time that we were there. Hell yeah! And um, I knew that Ed, the owner, was uh, looking to sell it. Um, and when I heard that, you know, because he had been in the game for a long time, for more than thirty years. I thought to myself, oh, man, it would really be a shame if it were, you know, bought out by somebody who didn't care about any of that history. Yeah. And, you know, like, it, it's mythology to us. It's not shit that most people would give a shit about. So, you know, if you were thinking, like, just about making a business viable, maybe you just strip the thing down to the studs and start over. Yeah. Um, but I feel like we lucked out. Yeah. Because now it's called Wolf Fitness Brigantine, and it was taken over by Tony and Trisha, who were incredibly cool young motivated people um who i think kind of get it and want to keep that spirit intact um so we've been partnering with them they're selling vice and rise there awesome man such good news and uh you know they're already a part of the family i'd say so that's awesome. a, a pretty cool thing so yeah so every so often Locked a out, gym will change you know? hands but yeah. it, but it it's a positive event mm-hmm. you know what i mean so look you know nothing lasts forever you hope you go back to your favorite Food spot, yeah. gym, yep. and that it's still there. Rarely is that the case, but somehow it's endured, and now it's got a new life. And uh, very true. I have to appreciate it, you know. Talk to and, me about Grovember, gentlemen. Grovember. What does it mean to you? What's What's been going on in your lives that are Grovember? Uh, I wish I could say I'm living up to Grovember. Okay. Uh-oh. It's been, well, a, been a little under the weather. Been like, I've been, we don't know I've been fighting. Been I've been fighting. Yeah, yeah. yeah I got some... Some I got a I got I got that pandemic yeah. going on, yeah. and I've been uh, fighting it, and so I've had to like scale back caffeine and training and like a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. And like having to scale those things back in conjunction with not being well, right? Have just it's like man, can I even do those things? Yeah, and it's like no, sure. the th- the things you want to do most today, right? Like I want to have some vice and go fucking train like back for two hours yeah. and like. Well, we can, you can't do that. Right. You know, that's we need you to cut out precisely. Like I was just joking with Dirt before, Mike, because he was looking at like the pile of the pill packaging of like the yeah, fifty yeah. vacant pills, and then I'm like, kid walks in, there's this pill sh- rattling around. <laughs> it's, it's, fucking like, body. it's like if you feel yourself <laughs> smiling, take a pill. It's yeah. like, it's like the second there's joy to be found, you need to, uh, you know. Pop yourself full of 20 of these and get right back into misery. Can you explain uh, the origins of Tall Shady's phrase, pills everywhere? <laughs> oh, my God. Do you, re- do you remember that? I remember the phrase, but the origin? Yeah, well, so it basically... Ta- Enlighten me. All right, so Tall Shady would... would um. <laughs> Would talk about like that. I you took too many vitamins, oh, yeah. too many vitamins and <laughs> supplements, right? Yeah. So we would conjure up these scenarios. They're like there's a melee, there's like a fight, like somehow just oh, like you don't start some shit, man. There'll be fucking X, Y, and Z will happen. Pills everywhere. <laughs> or like that, I would pass out, and it would just be 
<laughs> Multivitamins right. flying through yes. the air. And like it was always like some sort of tragic scenario. And it wasn't like the idea of like an overdose, but no. he'd always like frame it as if it was like Hendrix. And they were <laughs> I was like, like that's I, the headline? <laughs> Greg the headline in the paper when Greg dies it says pills everywhere. Oh, God. <laughs> and that like or like that, you know, like if if like right now like you hit the floor, just pills would just scatter in every Pop direction. Out of your ears. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like Mario exactly. with the coins. Right, exactly. It would be like a slot <laughs> yeah, machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my pockets are that, but pills. <laughs> or Sonic, yeah, or whatever the yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, so yeah. yeah, so in so terms of Grovember. So nice, pills everywhere. <laughs> I will say, like, in lieu of that, in with those parameters, I've been doing the best that I can. So, you know, what can you do? That's all I can ask for. But yeah, man. Five goddamn Oreos on a plate like, man, right now. Wait, was I that? gotta hear that again. Wait. I need that drop again. I don't know. It'll drop sometime oh, soon. Ah, I missed it. I was Look talking that. over myself, Look at that. which is a new for me. Usually, yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah. constantly talking. Else. Now I'm double talking. Um, but I think it was like August. We were like, I can't wait till it was like August, like 29th. Yeah, it was yeah. like a very stressful month. Yeah, like, yeah. I can't wait for September 1st, man. Right, just right. mentally, for that's how I'm like looking at like December 1st right yeah, now. Yeah. I'm like. It's gonna be a whole new sco, yeah, yeah, sure. whole new thing, and I just got to get to that point. Yeah. So. Sco, new me. That's it, man. Well, you know it, what resonates with me about what you just said, and I, I've definitely referred to this a hundred times at this point, right? Is like how what you were saying is you're not feeling well, and then the stuff that makes you feel better, you can't really right. do much of. Like that's rough, man. Because like my life without working out. Dude, it's Holy I gotta tell you, dude, like, I haven't like had caffeine. Iron either. therapy, dude, like for real. Dude, so I for didn't go to the fucking gym. Real. Not only did I not like take vice and go to the gym, which has been like a ritual. No caffeine in my system yeah. right now as I sit wow. here. I'm like just sitting here with like a caffeine headache, just like Well, you took a caffeine pill, right? No. <laughs> Can't have caffeine. Yeah, that's and, uh, that's tough. You know, is what it is. Of course. Of like course. I said, I told you that I was like coming back from the doctor. I was like speeding. And suddenly there's like a car in front of me going. So I'm like, what the fuck? And then I realized it was like a funeral procession. And I'm like, all right. Perspective. <laughs> Slow down. Fucking, you know, yeah. could be in the hearse instead of behind it. So, oh, man. you Amen, know, right? Like you and the uh, lawyer. What? what? Excuse me? Which lawyer? <laughs> I'm oh, that's an ambulance. I'm, I'm thinking a wrong. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Anywho. I don't know. Oh, you say like a funeral, ch- like a. Ambulance chasing lawyer? Is that what you mean? Yes. Yeah. But was, oh, I got you. Yeah. He was the hearse in the ambulance. Yeah, it's all good. I fucked that up. Dude, it's all right. Well, it's all good. I haven't had any caffeine today. Yeah, yeah. I don't expect you to be sharp. So, Greg, what do you think Sko's going to do? He's going to go out into the wilderness. He's going to grow a beard. That's, yeah. you know. <laughs> Always an option. It's very appealing. I do. It's like, you know, I, well, I was saying about, like, iron therapy, right? Like, and we've had this conversation before, too, but it's like taking care of yourself. Yeah. Taking care of yourself is like. There's a lot to that, like being fucking kind to yourself and like stress management and that sort of stuff. Like that is something that like I had, I'm committed to working on in my life, just in terms of like trying to better deal with and manage stress. And it's funny, but like a lot of it is a lot of it's mental. A lot of it's oh. more than any kind of ritual. Like what right. we were just saying about the perspective of the being stuck behind a funeral procession, right? It's like, and we had sort of a conversation before off air. But, you know, it's, like, the idea that you get so far up your own ass Mm. that, like, you lose sight of whatever spot you're in. Your perspective becomes so warped and your head is so far up your own ass, you think that it's the end-all, be-all of humanity. Right. 
and then you see somebody really going through it and yeah. you're like oh okay you know yeah what i'm going through is difficult challenging rough in a hundred ways but there's somebody dying in a hospital bed right no now kidding. there's yeah. somebody living on the streets right now you know there's somebody who you know lost somebody that they care for you know right happening right now like and it's like you lose sight of that stuff you lose yeah. sight of that stuff because you're so caught up in the moment of dealing just with your own bullshit you know yeah. what i mean and and like when i was talking about stress management and whatnot it's like you know, uh, the gym is that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I talk because I talk about like how I, I like I, when I crash at night. <clears throat> like I, I like to have like sleepy time tea. It's like one of my rituals. It's good, and and uh, <clears throat> it helps <clears throat> helps relax me. But almost the ritual of it is like important to that process, and then it helps me sleep better too. But usually by the time I go to bed at night, I'm so tired anyway, right? Yeah. That I just kind of pass out, and I feel like that that little window there is like the lower stress moment of my day. Of course. But then the morning when I open my eyes, ah, a little bit, daddy, yeah, a dad. little bit. No, yeah. not just baby. Not even this before babies are up. It's not even really. Right. I feel like in a lot of instances they're an escape from that. If I can be honest, even though dealing with little kids is stressful, yeah. as you know, you what you know, you yes. guys have enough experience with little kids, even though you don't have your own babies yet at the moment, right? You guys know what that's like. Yeah. Um, just dealing with kids and the, the chaos and mayhem of kids can be can be stressful. The energy. Let alone the forty three kids you yes, have. Yes, I lost count. <laughs> but um, you, in general, though, there the the positivity of being surrounded by that generally good energy, even yeah, though yeah. it's sort of frenetic right. energy, is is usually a good thing. Right. But you know, just dealing with all the responsibilities of life in the real world and running a business and taking care of a family and all that stuff. Like sometimes that stuff sort of can, I open my eyes in the morning, it sort of washes over me. Yeah. And it's like, all right, how do I, how do I, how do I order my thoughts and my behaviors in a way to help me stand up to that, right. combat that, right. manage that. You yeah. know, it's all about management. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So much of life is management. No, it's a good point. You know, as a, in dealing with what's going on in my health, one of the things that they asked me like a couple of weeks ago, they're like, are you stressed? And I'm like, <laughs> Am I stressed? Well, like, first of all, yes. Yeah. But secondly, like, I'm alive. So I assume, like, right. anyone who's alive is stressed right. on one level or another. But, like, they're trying to say, or they were wondering, like, if the, what's going on with me health-wise sure. was being caused by stress. Right. And so that, of course, I had, like, a week of, like, inven- stress Reflection. inventory. Yeah. Where, where you're sitting there and you're like, oh, shit, man. I'm stressing myself so much that I'm making myself unwell so i need to but but so then it became a thing where i'm like stressing over the fact that i'm stressing right Right? it's like saying like dude whatever you do don't stress you don't think of the number 12 wait am i stressed wait wait, no it's like imagine a doc said to you don't think of the number 12 gotcha no matter what you do right Uh, then you're gonna think of it right it's like from an old stephen king book there's like a curse right? right and so it's like kind of that thing like Oh, don't be stressed, because if you get stressed, you're going to die. Right, right, right. <laughs> and so like, for like, the first couple of days, I was, like, more stressed. Right. I'm like, fuck. Stress Anytime anything was stressful, I'm like, oh, shit, man, right. here it comes. Right. Like, yeah. This is going to kill me. Naturally, though. And it's I don't like, think it was yeah. stress. Yeah. Of course, stress doesn't help. I don't think it was stress, thankfully. Um, but uh, after that, I started to, like, really try to, like, work on some things to manage stress because I'm like, all right, if it is stress, I got to like do something about it because just continuing to stress is not going to fix itself. Right. doesn't go away. Like there's no P 
period of less stress in life. That's like a right, myth right. I, for the most part, right? But so I started uh, I started doing this thing every Sunday for like the last couple of weeks, and it's just making a list. I just make a list. Sunday I do like, even though if it's totally wildly inaccurate, I do a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, right on my phone. Right. And like this week, so I had a whole list. You know what? Like a couple things on Monday didn't get done. They get added to the Tuesday thing. You know what I mean? Like it's not like obsessing over um, getting all these things done on these particular sure. days and being exact. Right. But what it did was it totally removed like the, and I'm sure you guys know this, like the feeling of like the overwhelming sensation that there's a lot of stuff to be done. Oh, for sure. And it becomes this its own thing, this abstract weight. Right. Of it's not rooted. So what I was trying to do is make it specific things. So that I can actually have like a way of visualizing and thinking about, instead of just feeling like, holy shit, man, I have so much stuff to do. Right. Instead of ever thinking that sentence, I'm now just looking at a list of what the things are. Right. And I know, oh, if I want to feel less stressed, right. here's a list of things. If I take something, if I get something done on this list, I'll be less stressed. Right. As if, instead of just this like cycle of worrying that doesn't address itself. Right. And so. Even though I don't think stress has caused uh, my problem, basically having trouble breathing the last month, it's a blast. Um, that might be like a factor, and maybe it's like I would have, you know, maybe it'll take me seven weeks to get better instead of six because I'm stressed, but, you know, who knows. But my point is I kind of like accidentally just doing the inventory as all the troubleshooting stuff came up with that, and it just, I, I definitely recommend it, man. Like it's yeah. a good way to like awesome. organize like I said, this to make something that's abstract and and this weight on you and, and you can't really grab it, make it something you can get your hands around and get your mind around and make it real and put it on paper. Organization. It's like right. how important that is. And it's like not something I'm great at, not a natural no, strength. No, not necessarily with so me like, either. But, so. but, you know, but taking measures to address the stuff that you're not great at yeah. ultimately probably helps right. to reduce stress. No, yeah. You know? That's it, man. And like staying on top, doing your best to stay on top of things, to be proactive instead of reactive. Those things, like that's a big deal. I mean, I said that the other day, yeah. and that's been like on my mind lately. Is like, you know, we had some things like uh, we were rolling out the tri chamber. Yeah. I just we were rolling out the tri chamber, and there were like snags and delays, yeah, yeah. and we feel we, you know, like if if one order is like five minutes late. Yeah. We're all like texting each other and like, oh shit, man. Yeah. And like, it becomes like the most important thing in our lives and we stress over it until yeah. it's resolved. Yeah. Right. And so, like, with the tri chamber, there were like 25 instances of that. Right. And to me, after that, I'm like, wow, man, like, we're stressing in real time so much, like, trying to um, roll this out and trying to stay on top of things and like live up to our word and all those things, like, we take pride in, like, Next time we do something like this, like we're gonna be like we're it's gonna be have a dust on it before yeah, we're oh, sending it. Like yeah, yeah. you know, like as we're learning, like oh wow, we think we're gonna have it by this date. Yeah, Oop, yeah. There's a snag. Always more concerned. There's a hurricane. There's yeah, a flood. Right. A, a plane didn't. You know what I mean? Like there's always it's something. A lot of moving parts. Yeah. So we to build in that time, and it seems like it's stressful to oh I got to build in this time now. It's another day of doing this, but that day saves. The week of stress later right. in the process. 
And you do that enough times, and before you know it, you're lighting the cumulative load of all the stress. You know? No, you know what I think you should do? Panic. I've never done it, but I just feel like this would be perfect for you. Okay. Is if you just fucking lay on your back and, like, try to meditate for, like, ten minutes. You know, it's funny you say that. that. I just, did like, that try to, like, like, remove yourself from your body and then come back. You know what's funny? I did that for, like, a week because Kaylee was, like, all about it. She was yeah. like, hey, you know what? Like, I've everybody that does it swears by it. Yeah, yeah. It's one of true. those things from, like, Russell Simmons the yeah, like, yeah. to David Lynch, like, all these, like, pop culture people who are, like, got a lot of pots on the stove. Um, they sw- everybody who does it all the time says it's awesome. I've never done it. I'm just thinking. No, like, I did it. Oh, for, I, it would be great too. Literally, like did it for a week and like forgot to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's a great thing though. But it, like, I definitely think like even deep breaths. I know this is no. like crazy. Yeah, yeah. I know there's like you know, the, oh, the here's what I'm gonna do guy who's right. like, sixteen. He's <laughs> like, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna drink twenty bangs right. and try your pre workout. Oh, <laughs> I'll let you know if it's effective. Yeah. <laughs> He's at home like deep breaths. Yeah. What kind of shit is this? So let me tell you <laughs> yeah. something, son. Yeah, of course. <laughs> there comes a time in your life for fucking deep breaths, and if you think you're Superman, yeah, like, yeah. you know. I just think like if there's it's coming. like I get stressed out too. Like you said, make a list. Like when I make a list of shit, I'm like, holy shit, I got to do all these fucking things. Like fuck, fuck, fuck. Perfect right. segue. And I just think like everyone's if different. If there's like a a thing that you can go to, like you can uh, bring yourself to, where if you're feeling that stress, where it's if it's the deep breaths, or yeah. if it's like closing your eyes and just thinking of a scenario where you can get into that mindset that might help yeah i haven't done that yet i know you no, like, haven't but I, it's I like, mean, like shit it's, maybe it's, there's something that's that we not can gonna do. happen for me at like 12 15 yeah that might happen for me at 6 a.m or 10 p.m but it's not happening for me like, like in the middle of the day there's just once i'm like going i'm going because all there's the people no, listening i don't think they realize like these other supplement companies, yeah. there's like a fucking artillery of people running <laughs> yeah, it, like yeah, 30, no. 40 people. Yeah, it's we like, were talking to one like of us. our partners <laughs> like, yeah. this week who said like, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd work with companies who's got 40 employees and they're not doing half the shit you guys are trying right, to do. Right, right. And it's like, you know, here we are recording yeah. a fucking podcast. Yeah, and it like, comes the, in a human cost. <laughs> yeah, it does. Like, I know, I guarantee you, you guys look at this, like, when we're like, oh, we should record the, the squad yeah, cast yeah. you want to cast. And in the back of your mind, there's a voice that's like, well, I hope like the whole world doesn't collapse right. during that hour and right, a half, sure. like where we have other shit to get done and we don't address it, like you know. Well, all right. So a couple things, right? Like, um, there, there's a couple points on perspective based on what Skull was saying, and I'm just gonna say those real quick, and then another thing based on exactly what Dirt was just talking about. Right. Okay. So the first thing about perspective, right? Two things that you realize, right? Um, one, uh, when I start to complain. Complain's not even the right word. Right. But when somebody's asking you, hey, what's going on? How you doing? Blah, 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 back and forth. And you talk about how busy you are, how busy you are, how much shit you got going on, right. how much there is on your plate. <laughs> Sco and I had a conversation the other day, and we were just like kind of running down the next six weeks. And at one point I said, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. 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 Was that, wasn't that this morning? <laughs> was that, conversation? that was this morning, yes. Yeah, yeah it's, we're like, so busy, Greg. It's, it's like it's two weeks ago. It's a lot. Yeah. It know? is. Right. Yeah, no, I know. It's like, so, and you know what's crazy about yeah. that conversation? Yeah. There were like three more things. Oh, yeah, that we didn't even talk about. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> I can I tell. I'm like, ah, this is yeah, too yeah, much, yeah, too yeah. much. Yeah, I can't yeah. do it. Right? So we're sitting there and we're talking about all this stuff, right? And it's like, oh, it's a lot, right? And and like I'll have a conversation with somebody who's not even related to this process. And they're just talking about life in general. Hey, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. What's going on? Da, da, da. And they'll say something like, uh, you guys seem busy. You got a lot going on. And I'll be like, man, you know, it's like, yeah, I got a lot on my plate right now. But I always say to myself, imagine the alternative. 
Oh, yeah. So I got a lot going on. Right. But imagine having nothing going on. Yeah. Right? Oh, I got too much shit going on because we have these really ambitious goals and all this opportunity and all, all these crazy responsibilities we got to nail and crush. And Absolutely. all that comes along with that. And it's like, all right. I got too much fixings in my blizzard. No, no. On your, in your I blizzard. have a lot of fixings on, your plate. on my life blizzard. But yeah. you ordered them. <laughs> you yes, ordered them, and that's by request. Yes, exactly. It's not like... That's it. It's been right. put upon me because I've asked for it. Yeah. And... Um, because I shit, I asked the, I begged the cosmos That's for this, it. right? And then the other thing too, right, is that you you uh, you realize that, like I said, you just have you have all of these things put upon you, but I love it. Yeah, that's it, right? And I love it's it. like it's like, well, let me be the guy who can handle that, like you know, right. and it's that that old um, saying about don't ask for less, you know. Burdens, right. Right. Fewer burdens as for stronger shoulders right. to, upon which to right. carry them, or broader shoulders, mm-hmm. right? Not fewer burdens, broader shoulders, right? So there's that. So it's like, all right, you got a lot on your plate, and shit's hectic because you got so much going on, and you're so busy. Imagine the alternative. Imagine yeah. you got nothing going on. Yeah. So that's one thing, right? And then two, I sit here, and it's about perspective, right? I think, what are my two main sources of, of stress? My two main sources of stress are us trying to build this juggernaut company into what it should be, right. which is... an unbelievable opportunity that people pray for that i've prayed for and then trying to provide for and take care of a beautiful family which i have right Mm -hmm. and it's like those are the two most amazing things in the world right right. so they're massive sources of stress and also the most incredible things in my life right okay so that's that's the perspective there right yeah you know so i I like to remind myself of that absolutely man another thing is like when you text somebody sorry when you text someone like i texted greg the other day he's like i'm like yo what are you doing he's like not and i'm bored <laughs> Things okay. Greg said. Yeah, <laughs> I hate the fucking word bored. Yeah. I'm I bored, said, man. And part of it's because, part of it's because I I haven't been, like I honestly haven't been bored. I said this the other day. I haven't been bored since I was 12 years old. And yeah. one of the reasons for that, the only and if I can be completely honest, one of the reasons for that, and it's not because not because I'm any better than anybody or anything like that. But one of the reasons I've never been bored is because I've always had these goals that are very difficult, and a voice in the back of my head saying. When any time I've ever had downtime in my yeah, life, a voice right. in my back of my head saying, hey, you better be working, pal. Yeah. It's not, it's <laughs> not how we're wired. That's you why know? we're here it's like, together. Yeah. It's right? like, oh, oh, you know, oh, you got some downtime in your life. And, you know, it was like that when I was 13 years old, and it's like that right now. I mean, not that I have downtime, but you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. those instances come where you you take a deep breath and, you, you know, you're, you, there's always something that needs attention, needs work on. Right now, there's a hundred things. Right. You know, so it's like there's never been an. <laughs> Let's go do some down, shit. Downtime. You mean the, sleeping? The luxury of the luxury of. You mean the four hours of sleep you're allotted? The luxury of the luxury of boredom is just like something I can't even wrap my mind around. But what you were saying there, the list. Right. The list, and and what you were saying too is like it, it was a conversation that you and I had the other day too, right? Because one of the things that stress does is that stress impacts relationships oh, yeah. in ways, right? Um, profound for better and for worse, right? And um, like one of the sources of stress, I think, of our situation is that we're scattered all over the place, all trying to sort of work on the same thing, doing so remote, oh, yeah. well, remotely, doing so uh, via email and text and all of those things, right, and phone calls, as opposed to us being under the same roof all the time. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's a source of stress just because there's moving parts, literally moving human beings, right? And communication breaks down. And me and Dirt have always worked the best when we're always having open channels of communication. I know phone calls are so much better yeah. for me than text and all that yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. And, like, you know, I can sense from him when he's not in a great place. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, like, I get bipolar sometimes. And he'll say, well, <laughs> but he said to me, 
man, I don't know if it's from all the head injuries or whatever, but I get bipolar sometimes, blah, 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 blah. And like basically like, yeah. I'm sorry if I was a dick. Right. And my response was like, oh man, it's so nice to hear him say that. And two, and two, and two. I'm and so two, glad to hear about your head two, injuries. Like, and two, and no, two, that's true. And two, that part of like, and I said to her, I think my response was like, part of my thing is to like never take that stuff personally. No. Because right. like, one, I love you. Two, I, Please, you're dude. under stress. I'm under stress. We're all trying to do this thing. If we're all not in a mood at some point, right. what the, it would be we're fucking... human beings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then the other thing too, right, is... is Leave the, me alone. Right. So part of... I said, so part that's of my it. gig is to realize that that's the case and to not take it personally and to just move through it um, and try to manage that and stuff. And to also... But, but the other thing for you, right, is is you... Um, you're talking about making lists. Yeah. You make lists sometimes too. Oh, yeah. And I'm not saying just you, everybody in general, you'll make lists... And then it becomes very difficult to figure out what's the most important thing. Right. You have this list. Right. The list of 100 things, right? Yeah. And <laughs> I've heard this phrase a thousand times, the urgent gets in the way of the important. Yeah. So, like, here's the most important thing in our lives, but this thing needs work right now. Yeah, yeah that's when I'll right? call you and I'll be like, dude, I got so much right, shit going right, I don't I know, fucking know what to do. And then, then you'll be like, all right, here's what we need to do right. And then he'll start reading me the list and I'm like, oh my God, I haven't heard of that in six <laughs> months. <laughs> poor Dirt. <laughs> poor Dirt last week's telling me, he's like, dude, I got so much shit to do today. And then he was packing for an event. That wasn't even happening for two more yeah. weeks. He thought it was happening like two days later. Yes. But that's what happens. That's what yeah. fucking happens. That's what happens. You know, I thought Christian was competing last weekend. I know, dude. You know. By the that's way, shout out to our athletes who sometimes I will say, like, I'm really sorry I can't be there tomorrow. I wish you a lot of luck. And I'm like off by three weeks. <laughs> so when you're competing, yeah. like, it's really tough to keep track. Yeah, of course. And uh, you also, course. like, look great, like, three weeks out. So yeah. there you go. That's right. your compliment. Dude, right, shout exactly. out! Shout out to fucking Delafave for just going all out on his first attempts, no matter what. Always, oh, yeah. I'm like, Crushes. what the fuck is wrong Always. with you, dude? Yeah. Always, always, the kids fucking love that mentality. Dude. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. balls to the wall. But yeah, no, you're right. Like, I, I definitely know. Like, there's friends who, like, I haven't seen in a while, yeah, yeah. and I probably won't see in a while. Yeah, right. And they'll text me and they'll be like, "Hey, well, a couple of us are getting together at the blah blah blah. Like, what are the odds? Like, you can make it." I'll just be like, zero. Slim, <laughs> like, I'll slim to none. I'll be like. Definitely none. Right, right. Is what I'll say. Yeah, I'll be like, yeah. no, it's definitely not. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is I'm a mark. Don't bull- call this number I'm again. Not, yeah. Who this? Yeah. New phone. <laughs> no, I'm like, look, here's the deal. Right. I, I I say this. I'm like, I could come, but then I'm uh, gonna be oh, out of the job. Oh Jesus. <laughs> no, but I know. I, no, I, know. I don't mean no, that. No, I, know, I don't mean but... that in the sense of like, you know what I mean? Like, no, you guys, no. you like, you're out. Dude. No, right. I mean, like, in a sense, like, if every time there's something like that pops up, we do it. Right. A year from now. Uh, There's right. no right, G code, right? right? Like mm-hmm. we're the ones, right? Of course, nurturing the fucking feeding the baby right that's now. It. So um, that's the thing. And I'm like, look, if if you don't understand that, like, I mean, and it's kind of it, if you're gonna hold it against me I and mean, like take it personally, like you're like if you're if I'm telling you the truth like yeah, that, yeah. it's because I fucking respect you yeah, and yeah. I you know enough to tell you the truth and to expect expect you would understand. Right. Get it. And, give if you, me, and give me the benefit of the doubt, right? I, would, I mean, like, I would like to think I would give someone the benefit right. of the doubt. I, there's probably a certain point at which you're like, oh, fuck this right, asshole, right. whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Like, I don't know what to tell you. But, like, we have to, like, we are fighting. We are fighting. Like, none of this is a layup. Yeah, we yeah. look away for a second and we blink. Right. And we'll get passed by someone else. And yep. we're not even, like, anywhere near what we're trying to do. Right. So... The, that's gonna like our head everyone out there like I know for a fact there's like people in your life mm-hmm. 
people that we even like on social media it's not easy to check in and be as plugged into everything that everyone's yeah. doing people we care about and yeah. respect and we want to do this big and right so that we can involve them and involve more people right. and open like our whole lives dude yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. even uh, before i met you travis but i know you'll recognize this right away and be like oh my god we've had this conversation a million times but as long as i've known greg like it's we've always had this thing it's like trying to get everybody doing something <laughs> put them in a good like oh they're so good at that imagine if we could they could get paid to do that <laughs> like kind of deal right yeah. like wow what if like the whole crew was doing something and anasan's doing this and shady's doing this and like all these like awesome dudes right. and awesome people and trying to get to a point where like we're doing something big enough where everybody's in the mix. Right. And like unfortunately to get to that point, it requires like focus and tunnel vision. Right. Yeah. Obsession. You yeah. have to. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, I'm sorry, the odds are absolutely yeah. <laughs> the odds are absolutely none for a lot of fucking yeah, yeah. things. And it's know? like and that's the thing too, and it's like, you know, like I'll have those conversations and it's like, you know, in terms of like time and financial resources and stuff, I have zero social life whatsoever. Right. I don't even go out to dinner, nothing like that. Yeah. And then beyond that, it's like I sit here and I think about like, you know, instances where like I know like I'll get energy from somebody about like being somewhere, not being able to be somewhere or like not being able to go to an event or some whatever thing is. And like at a certain point, like I'll say to somebody like, 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 you know, who's converse, who's having a conversation about that thing with me. And I'll be mm -hmm. like, listen, man, like there's going to be the bottom line here is that the people who really know me and like me and love me are going to have to give me the benefit of the doubt. Right. And an unfortunate consequence of this thing that I have to get more comfortable with is that there's going to be people who are just mad at me because, <laughs> because I, because I can't pay the attention right. that I would love to under, under circumstances where there was just more. Cause they don't realize it's I'm happening. With, I'm with you. They don't realize that like everyone's feeling the same of course. impact. They're right. They think it's them mm -hmm. and that it's something about you right. and them right and whereas it's the opposite it doesn't matter who you are yeah. everyone's getting the same right lack of attention <laughs> <laughs> right and the you very know? nature of the thing is like if i'm focused on this thing then that thing i'm not focused on right and and so apply that to people apply that to whatever yeah. situation you know apply it to whatever task and it's, just the and it's also like this is it's not for life right. like well this know, is like, a important period yep. where we are still trying to get over the hump, yep. right? And thrive and get to the point where we can like return the phone calls with good news yep. mm -hmm. and be like, guess what, man? Like, yep. what are you doing this weekend? Yeah. We need you there. Yeah, yeah of course. We'd love to have you there. Yeah, yeah. And we're putting you in a fucking suite. Yeah. yeah and like, you know, like, course. not like we'll ever be the fucking dudes posting like Lamborghini pics. Right, right. Even if we had Lamborghinis, right, right. which I don't even think we would buy. Lambo. Dirtwood. Lambo. Nah, a big-ass truck. <laughs> there you go. But you know what I'm saying? Like, um, we're trying to do this right. Yeah. And we're trying to make it work. And we're fighting, like, you yeah. know. In the years to come when we're up there, it'd be like, oh, that's why, Greg. Oh, thanks, Greg, man. I really appreciate that, you would, man. You were looking out for me hope, this whole fucking well, time. <laughs> I mean, you would you would hope so. That's and why it's I not, couldn't go out drinking with like, you, bro. But what the thing that you realize, though, too, right, is the fact that, like, I gotta, I gotta personally get more comfortable with the fact that like, not everybody's gonna understand. Right. Dude. And I, dude, I said it to you. I'm like, yeah. dude, like LeBron, <laughs> LeBron built 
and is funding right. an entire public school. Right, right. And some people hate them. Right, right, of course. And if you like really press, like, why right. do you hate them? Man, that, that, the decision, like, they can't even no real, really, yeah, right, right, exactly. like, there's no real merit way, like, right. reason. Right. To, in light of, like, the philanthropic things that, like, LeBron James does. Right. To get that emotional and dislike him right. over it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Of course. And when when you when I see that happening, I think, all right, if he can go build like a public school, right? Like somebody literally said to me, like, oh, people, so, tons of celebrities do. That. <laughs> like yeah. somebody made that argument yeah. to me. It's like, name them. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, well, like Oprah, and um, that's it. Um, didn't JJ Watt give a lot of money? <laughs> right, I'm right. like, he did. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you, I'll give you JJ yeah, Watt. Yeah, all right, yeah. let's keep going. <laughs> let's keep going here. Right, Manute it's like, bowl. yeah, it's like, yeah, right. yeah Dikembe Mutombo oh, yeah, built Dikembe some Mutombo, hospital, yeah. and that, and the person that hates LeBron James never heard of Dikembe yeah, Mutombo. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, like, who's this list yeah. of all these people who do this right. shit? No, no, no. It's very short, <laughs> and so you can't even worry about yeah, it. Yeah. There's no way R- Roberto Clemente. I mean, yeah. like, dude, like, it's a you know, uh-huh. people who have ho- a couple of hospitals named after yeah, him. Yeah. It's a very short list. Very much so, and. Like to go through life and hope that everyone's gonna understand. No, of course. You know what I mean. Like, but yeah, it, so that's what I'm saying. Like, you gotta be, you gotta get. I, I'm saying I have to get more comfortable with the fact that like some people aren't gonna get it. Some people mm-hmm. aren't gonna understand. Some people are gonna be mad at me in the short term, and I'll, hopefully they'll give me a chance to make good. You know, but like I, I do, I, I do. Like that's a source. Of, like it's a source of stress, yeah. but I'm trying to get better at it. I'm trying to get better at right. being like, ah, you know what? Fuck it. I mean, it's like you you don't stop caring about people. You just care less about. um, You care you you, like because I can understand. Like we were talking before about like the pressure people are under, and like I don't know if it was while we were recording the squadcast or if it was the conversation before me and you were having, but like, but like you know how um, hate and things like that take root. And I was saying like you know people are under a lot of pressure and they become vulnerable, and it's like it's. I can totally understand how someone might get the wrong impression being on the other end of some of my relationships right now and take it personally. And I do my best to like address it, but there's only so much I can do if you're going to take it. Like you might be going through something on your own where you're just inclined to be more emotional or take something personally or feel slighted because of something else 10 years before that. I don't know. Um, and these, you know what I mean? Like, you know what it is? I, this is how this is how I picture it. This is what I think. Give it to me. When you're young, you're a kid. Your America is your group of friends. You're in Brig. You're yeah. with those people. And then you get older. You get more friends than technology. You get fucking a shit ton of friends. Now yeah. we're trying to build this fucking business, and then all these people are coming at right. from all these different angles and ends. Right. And we're Social obsessing. Media. We're trying. We're obsessing over moving this brand and getting this to where it should be and what we know this brand is and it's hard because we're doing so much with the little time that we have and the little people that we have to make this thing a fucking powerhouse and with that it's like you know like you say you're not going to be able to pay attention to this person that person even your own fucking family right right so it's difficult and like the world's moving so quick so all these stresses that sco's feeling and you and i it's like it's a lot yeah. So it's like you need to go to that fucking place to just take your deep breaths. Yeah, yeah. You need we're to realize. Gonna, you need to right. realize like this shit is. So here's what we're gonna hard. do. Here's, here's how we're gonna end this cast. Okay. Or should do we need to do? 
Well, it is Grovember. It's it Grovember. Yeah, we gotta discuss So we this. gotta, we gotta do. We, I feel like there hasn't been enough Grovember. I'm gonna give you a training Grovember. Oh, here we go. All right. So from we got time. We got time. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. So a, my, See, I'm, I'm stressed. A, a training Grovember <laughs> to get it back. Get it back. Yeah. Let's bring it back in, right? A training Grovember, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, that I've been uh, doing is that I, I'm, tra- I'm training every month. I mean, every day in Grovember, every okay. day in the month of November, and my bonus training day, or no matter what, at some point in the course of the the, the week. I'm gonna get ten sets of squats in. Wow, that's not ten even my leg. Sets of squats. Not even my leg workout. Just ten sets of squats. So maybe that's that, and maybe that's a workout in and of itself. Like this morning, I was a little pressed for time, so that was my workout. Yes. All right. And then, like, I'll do legs. What do you do? Wait, your ten sets. So you do the bar. You do the, a plate. You do a plate and a half. Yeah, yeah. Two, no, I like work. Yeah, one thirty-five, and then you know, like the heaviest I got up to was like three sixty-five. But yeah, nice. You know, but um. So it's like, you know, and it's not like each set's clearly not 20 reps or anything, you know, but it's like, you know, you're just working up and you're trying to challenge yourself with weights and reps and whatever and just get mm-hmm. 10 sets in. So it's like as stripped down and bare bones as tr- weight training could possibly be, it's right. like the most, one of the most simple basic exercises, the king of all exercises, doing 10 sets and that's nice. a workout. I nice. think simplicity, right? Simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. Sometimes stripping something down and just doing that thing like i i I i've never really done it i've never been so bold but like i've always sort of toyed with the idea of like training all week training every body part but you only do one exercise for each of those body parts Mm. so you pick whatever exercise you think is the most effective for whatever that body part is and you just do that there's so much variation i I know (laughs) but maybe so but maybe right so but maybe whatever the exercise that's most effective for you like for me that would be the squat and it works the most muscles, so yeah. I do squats. Right. And then, you know, some sort of bench, press on bench, rows, military right. press, row, you know, I've been whatever, doing that. Things. I've been doing the 10 sets of fucking squats. Yeah, yeah. And I've been thinking about it. I'm like, if you think about, like, doing, like, three or four sets per workout, yeah. you know, how many squat yeah. workouts you do in a month, you're almost doing, like, enough for the whole month of yeah, squats yeah. Sure. in one fucking Yeah, yeah. I mean, you exercise. saw that. You guys saw that Squat-tober? Mm-hmm. No. That was, like, a thing that was going on in October. Listen, you know, we got Grovember, so I can't mock anybody That's else. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But I know, Bra- uh, shouts to Brandon Lilly. I know Brandon Lilly was a part of that. Um, nice. I don't know exactly what, I think it might have been that Sorinex brand, which is like a rogue type like brand that makes um, equipment. Yeah. Training equipment's been around a long time. Um, but they did the thing where it was squatting every day. Holy long. shit. And like, I, I don't know if it was <laughs> like, I think it's very squat variations. Obviously, the mm. reps change, right? But Box it's squats, all squat, front squat, searchers, all, yeah, all that shit. stuff. For a month, every day, squat, squat-tober. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so that was my training thing, just that I'm going to train, I, I'm training every day for the for Grovember, and one of those workouts will be 10 sets of squats. Wow. I, I got two Grovember things that I've been doing. Okay. okay. So, as you guys know, I've been doing the 30 for 30, which is 30 minutes. I've seen that. 30, so 30 minutes, minutes of, on the exercise bike. 30 minutes on the bike okay. for 30 days. Okay. And it's just something awesome. I'm holding myself accountable for. Beautiful. I'm like, you know what? Everyone else, Grovember, like, get your weight up, right. eat, yeah, yeah. you know, lift heavy. I'm like, I'm going to still do all that, but I want to do my 30 minutes of cardio. And I've been fucking awesome. going at it, getting in a rhythm, having, like, techno music blasting, yeah, just yeah. fucking zoning out. Nice. And it's been helping me with, like, every aspect of, you know, the stresses of life Beautiful. and just the endurance. Well, cardio is awesome. great for that. Cardio is great for that. And it's ever since I, I documented, I'm like, fuck, I got to do it it's every day. It's killing me that you know? I can't do it. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I'm it, gonna fucking. Well, yeah, but like, nuts. what if you, what if you did something low intensity though? Could you do low? Here's intensity? the thing, man. The same thing you were talking about, like ant. I have a I know, serious I know, I know. fucking problem. I like, I said that like, I was telling my wife, I like got on the treadmill when this like first hit. Yeah. 
And I was like, man, I am fucking dying. Right. I'm like, but after like three days, I was going crazy. Right. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to walk okay. on the treadmill. Right. All right. So walking on the treadmill yeah. turned into like Sprint. an hour and 15 minutes on the treadmill. The last 40 minutes of which were me sprinting. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. No, I like, know, but, but, but I can't. I agree with what you're saying. And I totally get it. I get it. But what I was going to say was. What if you changed the variables though? Like, what if what if it became what if it became walking outside when it's forty five out in the hills of North Jersey? Just as a, as a I understand of, what you're saying. Could you, I'm saying, could you put your headphones on and just go have a brisk walk? Ooh, a brisk. I, I can do like a, I like look, a brisk walk. With a, a brisk in your hand. I can do a brisk Drink walk. A, have a brisk in each hand. I can do a brisk walk for like <laughs> right. ten minutes. Have a, a dorm fridge of brisk on your back. That's a brisk Dude, walk. You, a brisk. you know that right? The world, the <laughs> world's worst athlete. The yeah. last event, you have to run from the fitness center. We discussed fitness it. Fitness center. Once the, I start going, dude, yeah. I could do like look. If you're like, let's go for a tip. My Kaylee wants to walk ten minutes with the dog or something. I can sure. I'm like, right. That's not gonna walking the dog. No, I can do that. No, I know with a yo-yo. But that to me, it doesn't. Right, right, right. Scratch. The it, doesn't scra- it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't do. To me, it's a separate food Fair group. Fair enough. And so, I miss that. Like it does. You know, yeah, it's yeah. a. It won't release the chemicals in my brain oh, unless I so, get to a certain threshold. Yeah, yeah. And I'm getting none of it. You just got to fucking heal up, man, for this whole month. The chemicals. The chemicals. No, I mean, look. I need been, you back. I have. I've been forced to do so. The so. body chemistry stuff, though, yeah. is another thing, right? And that's a. Fuck, we keep coming back here. But we're just, <laughs> right, talking about, so I, I open my eyes in the morning, right? And I've called it the cortisol bath. Oh. Where it's just a flood of stress. Yeah. And I think to myself, uh, like all those stress hormones released upon you as your mind starts to run. Right. And how like, that's not great for you. Mm. Yeah. And it's like, all right, so what? how do I deal with that? And like tr- lifting is the thing that helps me deal with it. Right. And it's so, it's so largely chemical now what we're talking right. about because now it's endorphins fighting off Right. Cortisol, oh, and yeah. it's like, how, and and you know, and boosting testosterone because you're training and growth hormone training, uh, fasted in the morning, all of those things. Weather change. I get the good juices going <laughs> to combat the the bad juices, right. and it's like, and how there's like a that conscious decision to, all right, I'm gonna go train now, and that's gonna help me deal with this, and mm-hmm. it's almost as it's almost as chemical and biological oh, as it course. is mental or oh no, yeah, physical, I mean, as in terms of my muscles, it becomes this. It comes the battling of the internal fucking chemicals. What How we, fucking crazy dude. is that? No, but it's true. And it's like, like dopamine and serotonin and all these things. No, but are that's fucking, absolutely it's true. Fucking like, around and, and, and the it's more, like, what were you talking about with like when they were trying to figure out everything well, with your stresses? Was, you, you're talking stresses, about a car. Yeah, well, when they, when we, the doctors were like, maybe stresses, like, has something happened that would make you more? I said, well, nothing's stress changed. Cast. I've been as stressed. <laughs> stress cast. No, like I said, like if anything. <laughs> I, you know, even though like our, everything we're doing right now is stressful, yeah. like, you know, like two years ago, I was living in an apartment in New York City. It was right. like two feet by two feet. Right, right. Didn't have a, a dollar to spare. A pot to piss in or had, a window to throw had, it out like, of. cockroaches in it. You know what I mean? I'm like young and like yeah. married. And I'm like looking around, I'm like, this is what I'm offering right, right, my wife. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Course, you know what I mean? That's a whole different kind of stress. But right, that's a right. Perspe- but like, that's a perspective kind of Right. And I'm like, I'm like, if my body didn't break down then. As stressful as it is, like I don't think I'm as stressed. Yeah. Maybe it's not more stressful. And I was making that argument to the doctor. I'm like, I don't get why I'd be right. now would be the time. And he's right. like, Well, there's a cumulative thing with stress. It's like running out of gas. You don't run out of gas because of like one trip. Like it took ten trips with right. the car, right. and at a certain point, you're just out of a certain thing, and your body's low on it, right. and you need to replenish it. Right. 
And so that's why like people who have chemical imbalances yeah, yeah, and everything yeah. and they take all kinds of medicine. Yeah, yeah. Now I don't think what's happening again I might have gotten sick because maybe I was stressed, sure. but I did there's something else going on that's right. like a viral type yeah, of thing, yeah. I think. That's the leading theory. But anyways, um like you know, the reason like you like your favorite food is because you've had it before. Right. And it opens up a neuropathway in your brain. And anytime you go down that familiar road, it gives you pleasure because right. you've been there before. Yeah, yeah. And that's why something that isn't, uh, that's why something new can be stressful and something familiar and nostalgic right. is pleasurable right. for a lot of people. Right. Like, and this, this is chemical, yeah, sure. real science that's yeah. happening in your brain. Yep. It's like psychological is not the right word. Right. Chemicals are released when you uh, do some repeat do something repetitively. Right. Like, and that's why I said, like, uh, like forming a habit. If you just get yourself to the gym, like to, the best advice to like I could ever give anyone, get to the gym like twenty days yep. out of twenty three days. Like, if you're not a gym goer or it's like the New Year's chunkies, I don't give a shit what you do right. in the gym. Right. Like, take some vice and go to the gym like right. the, first, the this month when you're after your New Year's resolution and just fucking get there right. and start getting carving that neuro pathway and it becomes a good hat. You yeah, can right. force yourself to have these chemical reactions. Right. That's you half can, the battle. You can, you can almost <laughs> chemically design yourself. Yep. If you do that first push to carve out that familiar territory yeah, yeah. so that it becomes a pleasurable thing Absolutely. over time. And so that's the goal is to make your habits the good habits right. and not the bad ones like ice cream right. and things like that. That people like it's why, why it's bad when you're a kid to reward your kid like all the time with right. sweets. Because when they're an adult, they want to feel life is stressful. How do you deal with stressful? You want the dopamine. Oh, now I want ice cream Every day. Is my fatal flaw that and I now I'm not healthy. Love Oreos too much? You know? What was that, Greg? Is my fatal flaw that I feel I like I'm just off the Oreos rails too much? <laughs> Anyways, here's Greg, what we're going to do. Again. Greg, what'd you say? Is my fatal flaw that I love Oreos too much? <laughs> <laughs> it's a blessing and a curse. But the, it, right? It's like the chemicals fighting well, at right. each other. Right. And that's what you were just saying, too, right? About the idea. And we've had this conversation, too, about like the snacksmen that are within yeah. my household. And oh, I yeah. said, have I, have I fetishized food for them in a way that's unhealthy? And right. it's like, what the fuck are we doing You here? never know. You never yeah. know. But see, here's what we're going to do. Dirt, Speaking of dirtiest dirt, things, dirt, need, perfect in. transition for dirtiest things. We got to create a brand called okay. Snacksman. <laughs> snacksman. Go ahead. All right. So we're going to do dirtiest thing you've eaten. Is that what's going to happen? Absolutely. All right, so I had a pizza. It had meatballs, mm -hmm. pineapple, and onion on it, Greg. So okay. I know that's a no, no, taboo right. no, cuisine. No, 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 it's okay. But I ate an entire medium pizza okay. about a week ago. A week and ago. I, and I have no regrets. Wow. It was all good just a week ago. Just, You're going? I'll eat it again. It was so good. You got a good one? Or you want me to go? You got to pass it to the right. All right, what's all right. up? Well, all right, so <laughs> the dirtiest thing I've eaten um, would certainly be, you play the dirtiest thing you've eaten intro. All right, here play. we go. Playing now. it. The food cast. I'm dying for a quesadilla. From Fat Boy Sunday to Fat Boy Sunday. We got 30 tacos on the table. Colossal give it up. Quarter the pound bowl burgers. of cereal. 115 breakfast. A couple of sixers wow. and like eight donuts. Okay. Reese's Pops are better than peanut butter Captain Crunch. So they're taking stem cells and they're making hamburger meat. I'm generally a Ben and Jerry's guy. Peel and eat shrimp. That's my thing. Fried toenails. They're pretty manly kind of fucking snack. Philadelphia cheesesteak egg rolls. Eat this whole fucking tray. The dirtiest thing you've eaten. Food cast. Snack again. 
the Foodcast. So the dirtiest thing that I've eaten, right? And this comes back to a conversation that we also had before about the timing in which delicious foods are made. Okay. okay. My mom came over, um, watched the beautiful babies for, for a little while, gave me entire a little bit of a break uh, this past weekend. And uh, when we were gone, my mom and them baked a cake. Okay? So I arrive home on Sunday afternoon to find an in- completely untouched, basically like funfetti sheet cake. Ooh. Ooh, okay? Yeah. And this is like late on a Sunday. So now there's an entire cake that no one is going to really eat except me. Oh, you've seen in pills yeah, yeah. everywhere. Yeah, pretty much, right? <laughs> just crack on the so ground. So I just basically, uh, I've eaten cake every day for the past five days. So I got a five-day cake eating streak going. Oh. Because. And you're getting closer to the weekend, which yeah, means yeah. like oh, yeah, yeah. this could quickly no, be eight terrible. days. Oh, it could easily be eight days. And that's the crazy thing about it. It's like you can't bake that kind of thing at the end of the cheat day. Yeah. And set yourself up for the week. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not really complaining. It is Grovember. We need calories. Yes. We need calories for sure. Um, I feel like I, I don't, on a regular basis, I'm not eating enough calories anyway. However. Well, I was saying, I didn't want to say how skinny you've gotten. But, oh! Ooh, however. That is a nice twist. In... <laughs> it's fucking it's just so below the board, below the belt. <laughs> but nonetheless, right? So like a whole sheet, delicious sheet cake, right? Um, with a cream cheese icing. Oof. On the Funfetti cake. Oof. And then, see, talking about Snacksman, right? Mm. Sienna's, I- Sienna's idea was that you would crush up and sprinkle Halloween candy on top. Oh, yes. So there's like, wow. sna- oh, see, Sienna's that's like, like a, just genius. Wow. Yeah, it's it's like, in her blood. It's evil genius. It is, yeah. Snacksman, <laughs> snacksmanship, right, is in her DNA. Hashtag Snacksman. Yes. So, she, so there's crumpled up uh, Twix and Snickers and I think Nestle's Crunch Bar Oof. on top of the Funfetti uh, cream cheese icing Brutal. sheet cake. So, Brutally like, so perfect. I've been spending time with that. <laughs> Private time. Intimate alone time. Wow. Every day for the past wow. five days. Got, I got about one slice left. Tough to outdo that one, Dermot. You know? It's like, what the fuck? That's beautiful. Oh, no, it is beautiful. See, see, it's only part of me. See, what a, it's what a good delicious. snack bro would normally do Freeze when they it. find themselves with lots of cake is bring cake in for the, the bros. His other bros. That's true. That's right. true. But the, there's true. sometimes there's a snack betrayal. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. There is a snack. Trail. So Dirt Malone, how about you? You must have. Your name is. Dirt. All right. So here's one day. Okay. My brother lives in a kind of like wealthy neighborhood, but the uh, the houses are very scattered. Okay. So for Halloween, those families know like, all right, we're only going to get X amount of visitors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm buying the big ass bars. Okay. So one night at his house. He made fucking steak tacos. I crushed about four of those okay. while we were drinking Tennessee whiskey with apple cider in it. I had like wow. four of those. Wow. And then his kids, three of them, all went to the same houses, all got the same shit. So there's this mm-hmm. shit ton of like the big size candy bars. So with that, I had <laughs> three Twixes. That's okay. six Twixes. Nice. Six of the things. Yeah, all right. Total. All right. I like this. Two. Keep going. Two of the. Um, Two packs of the uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Okay. And then two of the packs of Sour Patch Kids. Wow. wow. That's a and lot. Then I went, went home and size, I was That's like, full-size candy. Yeah. That's a lot. Wow. And Aaron was, Aaron was passed out. Wow. She she indulged too, but not as much as I did, but just thinking about the tacos, the drinks, and all that candy. Wow. In one night, it's fucking It's amazing. impressive, though. 
That's you did good. it. It's, it's a good stack. You outdid me. You outdid me. That's a, a lot in one snack shot. Stack. It was a snack stack. Yeah, but you had the better, the healthier, the tastier. Yeah, it was good. Right? It was made with love. That's it. Um, like I said, I got the best slice left, but that was pretty good though. That's a lot of candy. I mean, the Halloween candy is a thing. Like I. And kind of live, well, kind so, of live in kid that. land also. So here's what, and so there's a massive busket well, right, of right. Halloween candy in busket. my in my fucking. Well, in the reverse, no kids. Wow. Okay. No. No kids. Okay. So I went and bought candy for the new neighborhood. Right. Only to discover, we live in a Halloween desert. Wow. In which there's like a particular spot that everyone goes trick-or-treating in that we don't live in wow. despite having houses around us. Wow. So we had no visitors. Right. And an abundance of candy left. Wow. And so I've had now, I've now had, and I can't reveal the exact location, Uh-oh. I've had to now hide wow. the candy. I have wow. a hidden reserve. And I got to like, so I basically went I through it. all of our shit and took all of the candy chocolate related items. Yep. Put them into one Receptacle. I can't describe what it is because okay. I don't want to give it away because okay. she might be listening. Okay. And it's hidden. Okay. Was this at her request? Yes. It's in a at safe. At her request. <laughs> and it just needs, it's too much to have okay. just out. Okay. Because if it's out, it's eaten. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so it's like out of sight, out of mind. Sure. We have it. It's not being thrown out and wasted. It's there. You know, I hate wasting food. It's I'm there, like, no, for sure. Eat it, Mark. But we did it. there was a little like vanilla ice cream. Like that nice. was like the first thought was like, well, I'm just gonna go get some like French vanilla ice cream and put like twelve Milky Ways all on kind it because <laughs> there's all the fun yeah, size. They're sure. begging to go on the ice cream plate right now. <laughs> Play that one more time. Five goddamn Oreos on a plate right now. Yeah, that's it. Only five. Oh, and I've also I will not know if it counts as dirty, but. PB and J's. I had a little PB and J. Oh yeah. Phase. Did I, I mean, say that last? No, week? no. But that's oh. like a Grovember thing, man. Well, that was the thing. One of our athletes mentioned PB and J. I had to go buy PB and J. I had to photograph a PB and J. So Kaylee and I for dinner. We're, I'm like, look, here's the deal for dinner night. We're having milk and peanut butter and jelly. Nice. Like adults, we just had a hey. nice big. Feast Just so everyone knows, Mark had to get all the stuff and and uh, photograph all our the recipes. recipes of our athletes. So I so went had all that on a PB spree because really the only way to do it, and then photograph it all and cook some and donate some and that kind of deal. But uh, smoke some. When somebody's like, "Man, all I really just," I'm not gonna give away who it was because we're gonna post their thing. Yeah, yeah. But they're like, "Man, just three peanut butter and jellies and some milk," and I was just like. Oh my God! Well, it's I'll a say killer stack. Two, <laughs> couple things along those lines. One, um, I I've been doing my own rogue Grove Embers, and one of mine is peanut butter and jelly related to nice. it. Nice. So, I'll be glad to share that with the with the world because I'm a believer in it. Two, the original Grove Embers, which were kind of grew organically last year. Yeah. One of them is the one of the uh, tips that I'll always give a young guy looking at add weight is two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and a glass of milk before bed. Yeah, yeah. Can't beat that. That's crazy. And oh, then. Yeah. Um, just another thing too is that um, when uh, Tara was pregnant with the babies and she had very be- beefy babies, mm-hmm. she will go on record as to say that she was eating peanut butter jellies on a regular basis. Well, I, so I think yeah. there's a connection between there's the, ever a reason the, the, the growth of, of <laughs> human development and peanut butter. A vital jellies. role. Yes. <laughs> we're gonna have so many fucking beasts up in this motherfucker. All right, so All right. we got one minute left, and here's how we're gonna spend it, guys. Okay. okay. In deep meditation. We're gonna all right now. Okay. For the betterment of ourselves. Okay. And you guys back there at home, the G-Code Nation, we're all going to take a minute out of our day, go to our happy place, 
I'm going to talk you through it. <laughs> All right, so in 10 seconds, we're just going to take a minute of silence. I'm so eager to be there right now. And we're going to go now. Make the list. I had my eyes closed in the car the whole time. I'm making lists. I'm making lists here. I gotta make a list for all my lists. And there you go. That was a squad cast, a little power cast, kind of in between there. No, pretty good actually. Hour and a half. Yeah. And uh, we'll have more on the stresses and strains of life. Just yeah. remember, what do we all have in common, Greg? Life. Yes, life. <laughs> the common stress. We, right. we all got it. We're all we're all dealing with that common stress. Thank you for being our therapy group this week, everybody. Doing our best to manage it, manage it every day. Hell Let yeah. this be our little skull session. The world goes by quick. If you don't stop and wait around some Ferris Bueller quote, you might miss it. You might miss it. For real. <laughs> <laughs> Can't beat that with a bat. On that note, Peace. we are out. Peace. Clean your ears. <laughs>